just want to thank everyone out there who's showed their support towards the podcast. It's been absolutely amazing. And if you've got any mates out there who've uh, got a few proper true yarns and uh, or someone who you know who's a mad dog who might want to come on and spin a few to us, uh, send it through. And uh, if you do one favour for me that would be absolutely incredible, click on the proper true yarn podcast, go to your settings of that and uh, hit auto download because we all know how uh, terrible the phone service in Australia is and I hate the old episode be cut short due to um, terrible phone service. So if you get that auto downloaded, um, we'll be all good to go and there'll be no interruptions. Oh, yeah. Thanks, guys. Did that really fucking happen? This river bloke called Knuckles, some call him the Big Knuck, spinning stories tall and true that'll make you say, Holy fuck! The cities to the outback on the highway or the farm, crack a cold one with Knuckles and tell us a proper true yarn. Welcome back to the Proper True Yarn Podcast, the show at which we extract the wildest and the best yarns from the fucking loosest cunts around the world. Fucking just met him, but I got a fucking pretty loose cunt beside me, I reckon. Yeah. Berksy, how are you? Good, Knuckles. How Good. are you? Mate, we'll drive one of these truth serums into us, one of these shots first, and then, um, mate, I reckon um, you'd, have, you'd have a few yarns about Vegas over there, eh? Yeah. We could look can... what doesn't stay at Vegas <laughs> come yeah. out. Yeah, 100%. Cheers, Cheers. brother. <sighs> yeah, well, might as well go straight with Vegas, I guess. Fucking get it into it, brother. Last night, well, I always lived on my L's over there. Never had no driver's licence and I'd get paid to take the Canadian Bulls down to Las Vegas for the World Finals. So we're there for fucking a week, two weeks. The last night there, I thought, well, fuck, we'll cut pretty loose. Me and my mate Cody Kovachuk, he was bunking with me. He went home early, he's in the room. Man, Jake Wilson at the South Point there just sitting around. I said, you reckon that's a hooker or what? <laughs> and he's like, yeah. I said, come up here with us. Anyway... Long story short on that one, she's coming on up, going, knocking on this fucking door. And Cubby, he must have been asleep. So, it's the cops, open the fuck up. And he would have been the paranoid stoner. He jumped straight up. What the fuck's going on? Ah, it's only me. I've got a fucking hooker here. <laughs> said, just fucking stay quiet there anyway. I'll give her some money. She said, what about a bit? You're not going to give me any tip money? Oh, Fucking, I'm sure I'll give her another fucking hundred or something on the tip money. Next minute, it's pretty much as soon as I've handed her this cunt. She's just pinned me down, flogged the living fuck out of me. <laughs> and not in a sexual way at all, mate. She just fucking manhandled me. I had a claret coming out of me. Next minute, this cunt's just seen the door, out the door, and she's running. I'm fucking blind as fuck. Open the door. Someone stop that fucking hooker. She stole me fucking money. Anyway... <laughs> She's hit the elevator and as we hit the elevator, I went, fuck it, I'll run back to the phone and I rang security down bottom level and said, there's this fucking hooker, rob me money, pull the cunt up. And they're like, yep. And then I went, oh, fuck, this is illegal over here. Like, and I said, is this illegal? And they're like, yeah. And I said, oh, no, don't worry about it. <laughs> Let it go. Anyway, hung the phone up. Two minutes later, this fucking phone's ringing. I answered it. We've got her. We've got her. She's down in the car park. Come down and confirm it's her. I said, fuck, you sure? Yeah, come down and get your money. <laughs> I said to Kovachuk, I said, fucking load up, bud. You're coming with me. And we're going down this elevator. And sure as shit, it's in the South Point undercover car park, sketchy as fuck. And they've got this stripper, a hooker, fucking held up. I'm arguing. I'm like, just 
I'll just give me my fucking tip money back. Like, you didn't fucking do anything. All you did was flog me, you cunt, and there's this big cunt way out back of this car park coming. And Carby's going, he's nudging me. I said, what cunt? What? And he said, what's this big cunt doing? And I looked and this security guard's like, yeah, time to go. Don't worry about your tip money. So he's taking us back to this elevator. And as soon as we got in this elevator, oh, like the doors couldn't shut quick enough. This cunt's just hit 9-0, just coming to have us. And I thought, fuck, and the door's shut. I said, is this the time, like, we fucking die, bud? Look, he's like, no, well, I'm security guard. This is. Said, well, that cunt knows the exact fucking room we're at and everything. He said, they're not coming back. They got your money. You're right. And I said, went back to the room. Our heads were pretty much at the door. And I said, fuck this. I'm not dying in Vegas. We moved all these fucking beds over the other side. So <laughs> went to go to sleep. No fucking good eye. Pass out in the shower. My ass covers the water drain. Oh, no. Water leaking all out of this fucking motel room. That was the scariest Sunday I ever woke up. Got flogged by a hooker and flooded the fucking motel room and had to drive back to Canada. <laughs> yeah, that was a fucking scary morning to wake up to. Did you ever have to ride in Vegas? Like- we, oh, yeah, yeah, rode in Vegas a fair bit. We'd go down for the like the Derby World. When the World Finals was always on and that, for the PBR, they'd do like the classic deals and that. You'd another get on fucking 8 o'clock in the morning in Vegas, but you'd get on... The rankest balls in the world that no one's ever heard of. Like, yeah. Before anyone even knew about Smooth Operator or anything like that, I, I got on Smooth Operator at the thing. He was just a three-year-old no one knew and he was just a little baby calf that fucking manhandled me. And I was like, gee, he might be something later on. And then, yeah, next year later you see these young bulls come through on the fucking PBR series and you're like, fuck, he, he's turned into something pretty good. Yep. Yeah. Yeah. But that's probably the toughest thing is getting on, you know, you know you're getting on them bucking little fuckers. No one really liked getting on them three-year-old classic bulls over there because they're just the rankest bulls you never fucking Just that unpredictable? Yeah. Yeah, and the training program everyone's got on them over there. How do you train a bucking bull? You just don't just fucking sub it up and send it? What's the go? Can you explain that to me a little bit? That's the myth. Like back in the day you just pull your bull out of the paddock and hope he fucking bucked and... But now they've got it down to DNA to where that cow's produced 75 national world finals bulls. So then they'll, they'll scope her out and have yep. bloody 25 of them cows as brothers and sisters there that year. And then, But training them-wise, they'll get them out, run them around, jog them down the lane or in a paddock or whatever. Some of them swim their bulls yeah, right. every day. Or like When I first turned up over there, I was like, oh, yeah, this is pretty cool, but... It was a job looking after bulls over there. You'd have to run them and you'd run in dummy bulls, a lot of training going into them, just running them through shoots and getting it all right, you know. Yeah. But they love it. Like you'd have bulls that see the trailer and they'd come run and get on that fucker just so they could go down the road, you know. Yeah. We had this one big bull there under par and he, was, he had no word of a lie, fucking horns on him like this either side. And we just got him. He was from the American Bull and he won a bit over 160000 in his lifetime earnings. I got him up home and we had an alleyway probably the size of this room here and he, it wasn't wide enough, obviously. I just went to turn me back and let him run past me and he's hooked his horn under me belt loop, eh? Oh, fuck off. And he's fucking carrying me down this lane. <laughs> head down like this. I'm shitting no one around and just lucky me belt snapped. Fucking undid me, yeah. But he wasn't a mean bull, but 
He wasn't happy I was on his fucking horn either. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. yeah, right. And is that what you did for a job over the Joshy? Yeah, like, yeah. Like I started, when I first went over there, I was doing a bit of fencing with his Russell friend and then that got old real quick. I, the first six rodeos I went to, I won all six of them. And I had about oh, 35 grand cash or something sitting there. I went over with three grand and then when I seen 35 grand, I thought, Fucking never gonna be broke day in my life again. Yeah, you beauty. And, but it kept rolling on pretty good. But then first six events, so I thought, well, fuck that work. Yeah. And then I just went and hung out with this guy called T- Ty Prescott. He, he's a bull bullfighter over there, and he owns a bunch of these bulls. And then we're hanging with him for a year. And then his cousin said, "You want a job? Come up here and manage my bucking bulls." And he had no fucking idea on how to do bulls or anything. He was just more of an entrepreneur sort of a fella. Yeah. And so we'd rock down there. I'd have about 12 Aussies living with us. I'd be drafting bulls, bucking bulls on the piss all day. You know, it was, yeah, the best fucking job in the world it was. He'd come down and he'd some, have someone wanting to sponsor him or something. So he'd get in the backyard and start drafting these bulls and I'd look at him, what the fuck are you doing? Get the fuck out of the yard, you silly cunt. <laughs> don't start coming here looking like you know what's going on. <laughs> yeah. So he'd just jump out and stand over there and I think, Fucking if I ain't, I'd flog me. Like, there was no way I'd put up with me. Yeah. Uh, so, but he was good. He fucking, he sent me everywhere with them bulls. We'd go to two college rodeos a week for practice days and we'd take all our bulls there. Yeah. You know, when you turn up at college and you're not even fucking that, you're a toolie at college, I guess, the old fucker. Yeah. I still run with them kids and run a fuck with them. Yeah. Yeah. What was the loosest college you reckon you turned up to? Uh... Well, it's not at Texas. We There's a bunch of Aussies there. We get pretty loose. There's a fellow, Lance Wilson, he's out the road. He pretty much houses all the, the Aussies and you can get off campus there and go yeah. have a bit of fun. He's, he's a old cowboy. Fucking, this one for Aussie, he bloody stole a few dogs over there and he's fucking turned up at Lance's and... What's in the dogs? Just well, he thought he was going to pick chase with them. <laughs> anyway, so just down the road, there's this fellow that he catches all these fucking pigs. And I said, do you reckon he can sell us a few hogs? We'll fucking see what this cunt's dogs are about. Go down and buy three fucking hogs or whatever. I put these fuckers in through the house, woke all these cunts up. <laughs> Not one of these dogs wanted a bar of these fucking pigs, did they? <laughs> Not one of them. Oh, fucking next minute, Lance comes over. He said, "That cunt, he stole them fucking dogs, didn't he?" I said, "I'm pretty fucking sure, eh? Like I only flew in and then I got in the van and there was these three fucking dogs with us." And he's like, "Well, that lady just fucking rang. She wants the fucking dogs back." <laughs> I was like, "Oh fuck, here we go." He comes out, old Dom, and he's like. She can have the fucking things back. <laughs> They're no fucking good anyway. <laughs> <laughs> it was an awkward fucking time because they all ended up going back to college to do class and here I am sitting up there drinking this fucking box of beer, waiting for a lady to turn up and pick these three stolen fucking dogs up. That <laughs> you didn't even steal. <laughs> no, I didn't steal the guts. <laughs> Fuck, I felt guilty, eh? Yeah, right. <laughs> yeah. Fucking hell. Mate, um, what do you reckon... The biggest rodeo you went to, or you rode in? Ah, oh, definitely have to be Calgary Stampede. Yeah. Yeah. Ever since I started rodeo, it was a dream I always wanted to do, just go to Calgary and ride there. And what, what year did you ride to Calgary? 2016 I went to Calgary yep. and I bucked off the first bull and it was just like um, more of a pressure situation, I think, and hanging on and not 
riding the fucker, so I went and got on the piss that night, just drinking big jugs of whiskey. Yeah. And that's where the missus cut me off. She said, fuck, you aren't going out again. Next night, fucking rode me bull. Yeah, we went again. We, yeah. <laughs> I couldn't believe it. My idol's there fucking opening the bar with me. Yeah. And then we rolled in there one day and they must have caught wind of what we were doing. I'm shitting myself going, they're going to kick us out of Calgary Stampede here. JB walks in with a drink. Except him, he's right. And I was like, fuck. <laughs> he walks straight over to me. I'm like, I'm definitely getting kicked out here now. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, but they let it slide, I guess. I guess when you're um, as respected as certain people are, you get yeah, certain privileges. Yeah, some privileges. And like fucking earned. And earned too, but Yeah, that's fuck right. Me, he's one of the toughest cunts in the world. He's a legend, mate. He's a legend. Like, you do anything for anyone that follows. As much as everyone idolises him and thinks, like, you know, he'd just be that guy that probably be too good for you, he will take the time and effort to talk to everyone. Yeah. He's, he's a legend, mate. And he's just like us, like, yeah. just a loose unit. Just, just a loose yeah, yeah, cowboy. Yeah. If he ain't having fun, it's not cowboy to him, you know? Yeah. Who who would you consider, you'd see a lot of loose cunts over there, who would you consider the loosest cowboy you've ever met in your fucking life? Uh, or are you the loosest cowboy nah, in the country? Nah, I definitely Ty Prescott. I always try to say who who would be loose. No, nah, he's fucking loose. Yeah, yep. very loose. What defines him as loose? Uh, just no fucks given, mate, at all. Like he's a bullfighter over there, but he's been to rehab fucking a few times. And that. He's straightened his life out now, but when we were over there, mate, he he was fucking wild. Like, yeah, he's. No sleep, partying, fucking bulls till fucking five o'clock in the morning. And yeah. There one day, like, he, it got ridiculous to where he really couldn't get his jobs done. He rings me up one morning, this bull's fucking hooked me, rah, rah. And we had a futurity, he had to take bulls to this futurity. So me and the Aussie, me, Corey Watson and Matt Turner, drive down and load these futurity bulls and he's like, I'll fucking come with you. And like, no, he can't, he's staying in bed. We're driving to this futurity, we're about two hours late. Next minute, fucking this trailer's going boss up in the air, the back tyres. I'm like, fuck, what's that? Next minute, this tyre's running down the pool on over. I said, turn and go get that fucking tyre. I wonder what's happened. I'm running around this gooseneck looking for a tyre missing. Oh, good, this, all our tyres are on there. The fucking spare fell off, hasn't it? <laughs> 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 but that's sort of our show. Everything was broken in his place and that, but he is just too cowboy, that fucker. <laughs> yeah. You know, fuck's given, but. Yeah, he's the loosest human I know. Yeah, because that's the next level, mate. Like, you're a mad cunt for getting on a fucking bull to start. But them fellas, they're fucking next level again. Yeah, see, like, he he could have fucking rode bulls, but the lifestyle of the bit of dedication he had to do of fucking don't get on the piss here to, to go get to the next rodeo, well, he was, I'm fight bulls and I can get on the piss all the time. Yep. You know, yeah. So... It just worked good for his lifestyle being a bullfighter over there, I guess, and then now he's straightened his life out a bit. Yeah, fucking there. That's fucking – that's wild, man, because yeah. that, mate, as I said, my, my respect for them fuckers is – mate, it's unbelievable. Yeah. Like, but all you fucking bull riders too. Like, you're fucking – you're loose as fucking loose. I'll spare a horse, but I won't fucking <laughs> spare a bull. Fucking yeah, hell, that's see, next level. Horses scare me more than fucking bulls, that's for sure. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, fucking hell. <laughs>
Mom deserves the best, and there's no better place to shop for Mother's Day than Whole Foods Market. They're your destination for unbeatable savings, from premium gifts to show-stopping flowers and irresistible desserts. Start by saving 33% with Prime on all body care and candles. Then get a 15-stem bunch of tulips for just $9.99 each with Prime. Round out Mom's menu with festive rosé, irresistible berry chantilly cake, and more special treats. Come celebrate Mother's Day at Whole Foods Market. Hey, it's Paige DeSorbo from Giggly Squad. High-quality fashion without the price tag. Say hello to Quince. I'm snagging high-end essentials like cozy cashmere sweaters, sleek leather jackets, fine jewelry, and so much more. With Quince being 50 to 80% less than similar brands. And they partner with factories that prioritize safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. I love that. Luxury quality within reach. Go to quince.com slash style to get free shipping and 365-day returns on your next order. Quince.com slash style. 